All right, so here we are with the next part in our series on Glimpses of a Golden Childhood by Osho. And what I'd like to do in this part is just take a look at this phrase, who can afford? And it's really a question of who can afford to open to existence? Who can afford to realize a deeper truth, to realize a deeper level of life? And part of that, part of opening to a deeper truth, is recognizing a master. It's recognizing someone who is enlightened, someone who can see more than you, someone who has a way of consciousness which is worth listening to, worth engaging with, worth being receptive to. So if you've followed along this series and you've heard some of the stories that we've talked about, you're starting to get this picture of exactly what sort of entity (laughs) Osho is and what sort of effect he was having on the people around him. And you realize that some people were very much shocked and repulsed and hateful towards him, and some people were very much drawn to him through love, through awareness, through deeper consciousness, through just recognizing that there's something truly there's something truly extraordinary in this boy, in this kid. So let me let me read some for you to just sort of help give you a sense of what this means for realizing where Osho is and what he's on about. So this is, I'll I'll read this one, this quote who we've, what, what we've meant to have been focusing on, just trying to find my spot, sorry, if I'm a bit scattered at the moment. So this is from page 363 in the book, if you've got a copy. So this is what he says about this phrase, who can afford and what it means. Quote, Even after death, I will be available to my people as much or as little as I am now. It depends on them. That's why I am, by and by, disappearing from their world, so that it becomes more and more their thing. I may just be 1%, and their love, their trust, their surrender are 99%. But when I am gone, even more will be needed, 100%. Then I will be available, perhaps more to those who can afford. Write, who can afford, in capital letters, because the richest man is one who can afford a 100% surrender in love and trust. I have got those people, so even after death, I don't want to disappoint them in any way. I would like them to be the most fulfilled people 
on earth, whether I am here or not, I will rejoice. End quote. So from that, it's like, okay, so we recognize there's this person who has something to convey of immense significance. And we have to ask, okay, well, what is it that we need to learn? What is it? Like, what, what's, what, what's your message? What is it that you need to convey? And so much emphasis comes down to, well, how you receive it, how open you are. And for me personally, I see it as no different to opening to existence or even opening to God. Some people like to see it in that way. Opening to a person, opening to God, opening to existence, opening to an experience. This is all the same stuff. This is all the same process. This is all versions of the same path or different forks in the path that lead to the same summit. And, of course, Osho realized that he was some sort of genius. He was some sort of otherworldly being. And he wasn't going to push around, right? He wasn't going to beat around the bush. He wasn't going to play into your games. He wasn't going to uphold your image of yourself. There was none of that. He was going to speak in the way that he does, in the way that he feels is most direct, right? To get to love, to get to trust, it takes a sharp, direct, deep, potent hit. You have to be hit really directly in order to get it, in order to penetrate into what it is that you're doing, to penetrate through all of the confusion, the mistrust. Trust is a big one because it's like, well, why should I trust you? Why should I listen to you? Why should I open to you at all? And so many people don't even recognize that mistrust is something to deal with. It's something to work with. On the lowest levels of mistrust, you don't even see that you're mistrusting. You don't even see that this is something you need to change about yourself. And so much of what Osho taught, and in so many ways his consciousness is available still now, even though he's dead. And perhaps this is a little bit too far of a stretch. Maybe this is a territory which is a little bit tricky to go into. But consciousness is universal, right? Consciousness is like the air. It's always here. All you have to do is recognize it. And that goes the same for Osho. 
Another sort of component to this is in this phrase, who can afford, it's it's almost like the rich the rich person or the person with lots of money can afford to buy things but they can't afford to surrender to a master or they can't afford to give up what they think of themselves they can't afford to give up their hang-ups their ideas their imagination their memory their desires their motivations they can't afford to give up certain things. Right? Because that's what it means to afford something. If I can afford to buy something, it means I can give up the money. I can do without the money in order to get that thing. And that is the same for not just money, but for attaining a deeper level of life. I can afford to attain a deeper level of life if I can give up the level of life that I'm at. That's the irony. That is that is like the most the, the most hardest thing to realize. To give up the place where you're at and to trust that that will bring you to something deeper something higher that is really that's really the whole game right that's really the spiritual game the life game in a nutshell it's all it really comes down to and osho framed this as well giving up to follow him giving up to listen to him giving up to be receptive to his what we might call as personal consciousness or his individual consciousness, even though he really did transcend into the universal and was well aware of this journey as something that was universal. And he was relentless with it. He really had no time for people who weren't ready And he had all the time in the world for those that were. So that's just a little bit about this phrase, who can afford. And as Osho was dictating this, he says, make sure this is in capital. Write who can afford in capital letters, he says. So he actually tells the the person dictating to write in a particular way to emphasize that wor- those words. Who can afford? Because it's really, as he says, it's really only 1% him and 99% you. And he was saying, he was saying that was the ratio when he was alive. So now it's 100% you and 0% him. All right, thanks very much. We'll be back very soon with the next part in the series, so stay tuned.